So I notice in other podcasts that people start talking for like one minute and then they introduce what they're doing. And so I always think that's kind of funny. But um, anyways, welcome to Real Talks. Uh, we talk about movies on this podcast. And so if you're not interested in movies, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But you should listen to it anyway because you might learn something. I'm here with my co-host, David. Hello, hello. And we're about to dig into a movie that I've been excited about for as long as it's the trailers have dropped, which has been like, what, a year? Over a year? They've, well, we've known about it. Yeah. So the movie that she is referring to is the preface by saying David O. Russell is one of the best filmmakers out there in Hollywood today. Silver Linings Playbook, Joy, American Hustle, Three Kings. So the new trailer for Amsterdam just dropped today. She and I had a chance to watch it. I'd like to get her thoughts first. Um. Yeah, so wait. Uh, yeah, I did jump the gun by saying we're going to talk about um, Love and Thunder. But wait, are, those, are these two things related? Because I was unaware. So, no, what we're going to do is before we jump into Thor and Love and Thunder, oh, that's right. going to be our uh, – our topic for the day, there were a couple of like off the top things that, that we're going to talk about real quick. Love uh, that. One of them is Amsterdam. So yes. uh, let's have I your had thoughts not, on that. I had not seen that trailer before, which is surprising. I immediately sent it to my brother, my uh, other very big movie fan person, because I was like, I haven't been this like stoked, I think, just for such a huge ensemble plus director plus like it's one of those things where I get nervous because I'm like, this looks really good. Can the writing keep up with the like 10 star cast? I mean, yeah. Taylor Swift is even in it. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I love Taylor. Like, don't like, yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. There's so, just everybody's in it. <laughs> yeah. No. So this is a huge, huge cast. Yes. Um, so anybody who's seen the fighter, anybody who saw, um, Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. That was American Hustle. Well, David O. Russell has brought a lot of these people, same people, back. Yep. Um, Christian Bale. I yep. mean, Academy Award nomination. Margot Robbie. Now, new. she's been killing it for the last four or five years. And she's new to his directing, correct? I, yes. I almost want to say, so there's this thing called the Jennifer Lawrence Pipeline. Have you heard of this? No. I'm a little bit worried that Zendaya is going to fall down it because this is what happens. It kind of happened to Emma Stone there for a while. So what happens is an actress becomes everybody's favorite, like, obsession. Like, oh, she's always like, oh, she seems like such a real person. She's so pretty. I bet I could be best friends with her in real life. They always come across, like – very real, very like they're very talented, obviously. They're getting all these movies, these big, huge deals. Well, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I'm pretty sure, just got replaced by Margot Robbie by this director because something happens where you just get too big and everyone's too obsessed with you. And then it almost starts to like get annoying. Like people are just like, we keep seeing her everywhere. And like, ah, like it was cute and it was kitschy, but now it's sort of like not funny and like cute anymore. And then they just start losing roles. And it's interesting. I think that, well, Jennifer also had come out and said she wanted to take some time off. And she recently just had a child. All right. So, you know, um, because she had been working for how many years in a row? Oh, for sure. She did Silver Linings Playbook. She did American Hustle. She did Joy. She did Passengers. She did all these movies. But there's articles written about this, about how Jennifer Lawrence, like, fell from grace in the public eye. I mean, but I guess it happens to a lot of actors and actresses. Well, no, it does. But there's something literally named the Jennifer Lawrence Pipeline. So I'm just saying. I I will have to look into that. I've never heard of that. But you should. Everybody's words and eyes is going to like fall down it. But all of this to say, I feel like that would have been Jennifer's role had maybe she not been like taking a break and having babies just because he tends to work with the same people. Right. I mean, he brought Christian Bale back. You know, and so I, my first thought was, you know, and, I, and like, uh, 
Yeah, no, he brings back the same people a lot. And then he adds new people. He's kind of like a Jennifer Jennifer. He's kind of a Wes Anderson in that way. A couple, a couple directors love to do that. And I kind of love that because it's sort of like, oh, the gang's back together, you know, and they're gonna make another fun movie. And um I just but I'm so stoked about this. But that yeah, was one it, of my first thoughts was like, oh, interesting. So, yeah, no, so Mango Robbie, John David uh Washington. Now he, you know, to his credit, he his I won't say biggest role, but he's known for Tenet too. I mean, whatever you thought of the movie itself, that was a big, big role for him. Yes. You got Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. He's been killing wow. it lately. He, he just I mean, opens the whole thing. I love uh, that. Yeah, no, he killed Anya, it when he did a whole season of Fargo. Oh, yeah. Anya, Anya uh, Taylor-Joy, who's also killing been killing it right it. now. Zoe Sedalia. Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. oh, love that Mike Myers is in it. Michael That's gonna- Shannon? Yeah. Taylor Swift, as you made mention of. Yeah. Is it uh, Remy Malik? Remy Malik? Remy Remy Malik, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Bob De Niro. Yes. So, I mean, anybody who doesn't know the premise of this movie by now, it is about three friends who witness a murder become suspects themselves and cover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be – a load of fun. Yeah. I can't see and, where he goes with this. And Christian Bale once again has a glass eye in this, <laughs> which he had <laughs> in the big short. So that's really funny yeah. to me. So yeah, that that's that's gonna be the big thing. But the other big story, and, and I think it gets kind of overlooked, was this weekend at the box hmm. office. And before we get into Thor, I thought it would be interesting. I wanted to run through the numbers real yes. quick because Minions was one of those kids' movies, if you would. Sure. Take a guess. It made $107 million. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. People are and obsessed with Minions. So this open – so I'm calling this – this is my own personal thing. I'm calling this the, the summer of the comeback. Because okay. with, the, with the Thor coming out, we're now going to have – this is going to be the probably easily the sixth movie we're going to have – making over $100 million. Oh, um, you're right. Like, so we had Doctor Strange. Yep. We had Top Gun. Mm-hmm. We had, help me out here if I'm missing any, you got... Um, uh, wait, did uh, how did Jurassic Park do? Jurassic World. Jurassic World. You got Minions. And now this is going to be the probably the fifth one. This has been a huge summer. What about huge. Elvis? How is Elvis doing? Elvis Elvis did did okay. It opened to about thirty or forty million dollars. So speaking of Top Gun, okay. it made another twenty six million dollars this last weekend. You think it's ever going to stop making money? I know one point <laughs> one billion dollars worldwide in five weeks. And it's made a little over $570 million domestic. That's incredible. $25 million. Now, Elvis, go ahead. Avatar, the next Avatar comes out this year, right? Yes, December, middle of December. Okay. That's because I almost asked the question that I feel like we already talked about, but I always think, like, this is going to be the highest grossing movie of the year. And then I was like, wait, we're going to wait for Avatar to see if they can top it. So yeah, it's doctors. You've got Top Gun right now, and then you have you know Doctor Strange is second, and then the Batman is third. So that's going to be interesting. Elvis actually made eighteen and a half million dollars, okay. so that wasn't too too bad. That brought it up to worldwide one hundred eighteen million, and it was made on eighty five million dollar budget. I mean, this is one of those things where it's it's a win win. They're not going to do a sequel. Okay, no. so um, this was it, it made a profit, you know. Um, For sure, Jurassic World made sixteen point four million, and it made it's so as of right now it stands at eight hundred thirty one million dollars, and that was made on a hundred eighty five million dollar budget. So I mean, you know, a big one, but the big movie I think nobody's talking about. Okay, is the Black Phone. This yeah. Movie, Made twelve point two million dollars. Okay, it's made seventy six million dollars worldwide, 
and it was only made on an $18 million budget. And you recommend it. I loved it. Okay. I didn't get I to do a spoiler go, cast for it, but I, I loved I it. it. I, need, I have a lot of actual movies. I've been very busy, but I have a lot of movies to catch up on. I definitely need and want to see Elvis. So um, I love Baz, and then I definitely want to see that. And then um, I already saw Top Gun. I feel like I'm – but obviously, obviously, yeah. uh, Love and Thunder is a yeah, huge so uh, Scott Derrick- Derrickson, who did the first Doctor Strange – and he was an EP on Multiverse of Madness, actually directed this. It was just well done. The kids okay. were amazing. Ethan Hawke was creepy. Okay, it I love Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawke has been doing really interesting things. He does good work. Yeah. I mean, he's most known, most you know, recognized day. from Training Day with Denzel. But yeah, so he does. He does. He's one of those actors who's just under the radar. A yes. Lot. But a lot, which I kind of love. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal so, flies under the radar a lot too, I yes. feel like. Like Nightcrawler was such a like a low-key under the radar movie. Yes. And it was so yes. good. So. Yes. But so that was last weekend. This weekend we have another, and I say another, Marvel movie coming out. Um, this will be the second of three. Yep. Uh, Multiverse of Madness just came out at the beginning of May. So this one is now, we're two months in, and this is going to be the fourth Thor movie. The um, fourth one, yeah. So this is, yeah, this this started back in 2011. He's not as popular as, let's say, a Captain America or an Iron Man or one of those, but he does pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you've seen all, all the other ones, right? Well, well, so my thought was, okay, so I actually never saw the second one, which is interesting. Which, you know, and a lot of not country, a lot of people will tell will tell you, don't bother. Yeah. It was No, I didn't hear really anything cool. about it. It's bottom I, it's bottom third MCU stuff. So I I forget if we said this or if someone else did, but uh, I agree with you. Thor was never, besides being like pretty funny, he didn't really have that big of a role. I feel like for Avengers until the like second half of the whole MCU thing, and then when Ragnarok dropped, I swear he became everybody's favorite because, um, well, I don't know. Everyone kind of like settled into their roles, and I, I still think he's probably ranked as one of the like favorite Avengers. Even maybe even more than Iron Man at this point, yeah. which is hard to do because I love Iron Man. But like, I just think that he somehow created this like, and the writers obviously, but balance between like a little bit like still a little dumb, you know, because like he's he doesn't quite know how to like navigate exactly what how you know like America and the world works. But he but he slowly learns, and so you see him like develop and stuff. But he's still like like so silly, which is funny because he's like a strong, you know, Norse God. So it's just like such a wonderful juxtaposition, yeah. you know? So, and then Ragnarok, of course, like also introduced us to like a relationship between him and like the Hulk and like, and that the Bruce Banner, you know, and all these things. Yeah. Anyways. So I'm, ex- I'm so excited for this. And also, uh, you've seen it. No, I haven't. You, I'm going to. Oh, you have not. Okay. People are really hoping, including you that, and me that, they turn around the mess they made of Natalie Portman's character. And for all early indications, it looks like they have. Yeah. Which is good to see. Um, believe it or not, he's been in eight Thor the character of Thor has been in eight movies. Okay. He's been Is in, that more you know, than anyone else? Well, Iron Man would probably be the first one. I mean, yeah. you know. Oh, because he was in like all the Spider-Mans for a right, long time. Right, right. He was in the Spider-Man ones. He had three of his own. He had, okay. you know, okay. So uh, Thor, the Avengers, Dark World, Ultron. He was in, Do- I don't remember him, Doctor Strange, but okay. I do, I do a little. I remember him a little bit, but I forget why. It's been a minute since I've seen Doctor Strange, but the yeah. First, yeah. Uh, Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame. So... The other thing that was interesting is, so the budget of these movies have all kept going up. So in uh, 2011, yeah. the the budget for the first movie was 150 million dollars, which okay. okay. In 2013, for Thor: The Dark World, and 
that was 170 million. And that actually made 206, 206 million domestic. I mean, it went on to gross a lot more uh, internationally. Ragnarok was 180 million, and that made 315 here in the States. And then the budget for this one is $250 million. So, I mean, that makes so much sense to me, though, because uh, Thor continued to gain popularity through Infinity War, through like, no, you know, all of those. Because, well, okay, wait, Ragnarok came out before Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yes. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I figured, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure they didn't try to do like a backtrack thing, right? So, no, like, in, Infinity War came out in 2018. And then okay. Endgame came out in 2019. Okay. So he just continued to like gain popularity through all of it, especially how they were able to establish that funny relationship between him and the Chris Pratt character. Because they're both goofy and they're sort of this like, no, 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 like this is like my thing, you know? And then he's like, of course, everybody knows you're the captain. You know, like, or everybody knows who the captain is. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, and, and, that's, and even in the shot, one of the last shots in the trailer, mm-hmm. when he's talking about family. Just and then me. he's like, <laughs> yeah, and he just has this whole, and he's yeah, just like, so, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they have an outstanding chemistry, and it's they just do. one of those things where it just works. Um, yes. The other thing, too, is I thought they really took a very interesting line with him with Infinity War. Like, you know, he was supposed to be able to k- kill Thanos. And then you had the whole emotional. I mean, this is what we see in the next movie is, you know, he becomes an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, he because gained a he ton lost, of weight and everyone, every know, girl in America was devastated that they didn't like, get to oh see God. his abs the whole time. Yeah. But so the, the fact is that the, the arc they took was like, wow, okay. I love it. It took that emotional took toll on him. Yeah. Hmm? I, I honestly feel like they did the right thing, though. Like, yeah. he lost his identity with the whole, like, yeah. hammer thing. And then, of course, he had to, like, go on basically, like, a quest to go get, you know, his new, th- yeah. you know. And I love the fact that he gained a ton of weight because I just feel like they almost, like, humanized him even more that way. Like, this would actually happen to somebody who, like, lost their, their whole identity. Like, yeah. yeah, so, but what you were talking about earlier is so important because the writing Yes. So your favorite director in the world. I don't know if it's in the world, just right well, now. Well, okay, well, we'll say one of the, one of one of One of my favorites. faves right now. Okay. Um, yeah. And he, talk about a director that's really bounced from the small movies. Yeah. Back to the big boys. Yeah. Because he, in 2019, he wins an Oscar for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Out of nowhere, kind of. It felt like so, it was out of nowhere. And then he goes to make, he makes um, Ragnarok. And yeah. it's like, wow, Ooh. okay, this one's really good. Yeah. So people were really starting to get in, obviously, the dichotomy between you have the Hulk, these two strong guys who think they can go, you know, that was the whole premise, right? Right. You know, as Bruce says to him, you know, it's the Hulk. Did I did I win the fight? He's like, no, no. I don't think he did. No, not even close. I won. But, or like something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Or like when he, they're both like strongest Avenger. Yeah, strongest exactly. Avenger. <laughs> it's hilarious. But no, so he comes back and so he wins an Oscar for that. Yeah. He does Thor. And then now he's coming back and now he's doing, he's got this, and now he's doing a Star Wars movie. Yeah. He, can so, the man... The man can't seem to not like he can hit every genre. I would love to see I would love to see him do like a horror film. Like something very on the same feel as like a Jordan Peele where there is humor in it, but it's also like amazing writing, you know, and it's still creepy and scary. I think he'd yeah. be really good at that. Yeah. And coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, don't forget we do we are will be doing a Jordan Peele podcast, and we because of the brand new movie that's coming out in two weeks, I believe, called Nope. I'm so, so excited. That looks talk about creepy. I'm so excited. Wow. Now I so, wasn't. I didn't end up seeing the Candyman. I know we're not going to get into it today, but I didn't end up yeah. seeing that. I'll need to watch it. But I want to say, like, I can't decide if whether I liked Us or Get Out more. That's how much I like his films. Because they're yeah, just get out is 
and, and the thing is, once you set the bar so high, yeah, it's hard. People are like, I need this next one to be even higher than that. I mean, mm-hmm. Get Out was actually not only was it a success at the box office, but it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, which rightfully so, so. it was. And, it was and, yeah, circle yeah. like amazing. Yeah, no, Jordan Peele is just like blowing everyone away. And so I'm excited yeah. for Nope. I really hope that it holds up because I get nervous every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and the thing is, his budget keeps going up. Like he only made Get Out for, I want to say, 20 or $30 million. And, and then it, he made Up, yeah. or not Up, Us. <laughs> he made that for like 50 Yep. And now... He's making this, I don't know if the number off the top of my head, I want to say it's around a 70 or $80 million budget. Imagine if this guy gets $100 million. It's almost sort of wow. like, I almost feel like it's like the curse of getting bigger and bigger budgets sometimes though, right? Because there's something charming about being able to make an Oscar-nominated film on such a smaller budget. And then it's almost like when you get more and more money, yeah, you get to execute bigger and bigger ideas. But then it's also sort of like, do you lose the like, hinging on writing, you know, like writing suddenly, it's like more going to be about the, I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, I do. But here's the thing. And to your point though, the money you get isn't going to, the ideas are still there. Sure. It's all about the execution and it's about the story. And the thing is, if the story is good enough, then it doesn't matter. You can make it on a $20 million budget or a $200 million budget. The only thing is aesthetics. True. So, I mean, when you have, as far as, and this is how, this is one of the rare times you see a filmmaker, this is how you're supposed to move up. You're supposed to cut your teeth, Mm -hmm. make a little movie, it blows up, you make another movie for a little bit more, it blows up, you make another movie for a little bit more than that, it's going to blow up, okay? And then... And that's how you work up. And now he's arguably one of the best screenwriters and um, directors we have for her. Again, kind of an out of nowhere situation from, you know, I mean, like, unless you knew about, you know, Key and Peele, which you should if you're at all in pop culture. But, you know, like you knew for a fact that they were brilliant writers and actors. They basically like had a sketch show that was just you know, it it took the internet by storm in a tiny, tiny little ways. And then suddenly he's like, oh, I wrote a horror film. Like, and we're like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess. So, and then it was um, so I was excited. Yeah, no, so getting back to Thor. Mm-hmm. So Tiger Wartini is directing this. And by the way, he does voiceover too. I mean, he, he was one of the voices in, in late year. So, oh, yeah, I mean, that's what I hear. He's doing that too. Right. But, well, um, and um, he did one of my favorite documentary style movies of all time, What We Do in the Shadows, which just recently became a series. And like, uh, I just, the man can do all of the things. So yeah. I didn't even he, r- realize that he was the director of Ragnarok until way later when I put everything together. So, yeah. So, um yeah, so this opens, it's 119 minutes, the TRT or the total running time from the first frame to the last frame is 119 minutes. Okay. That's not bad. So you take credits out, you're probably six to eight minutes, so you're talking about a 110-minute movie. That's not that bad. Now, that's, that's not also bad. with the cutscenes. And there are going to be two, from what I've read, and I don't know what they are, but there is going to be a mid credit scene. And oh. a post credit scene. Okay. So usually the mid credit scene has something to do with whatever just happened. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit later. I mean, I got to look at is like Doctor Strange. You know, when they had the big, you know, they had uh, Carol there, and they had, you know, Bruce there, and they had, and then they said, you know, they said go. Wong says go go home, get some rest, your lives are changed. He's like, or, and the next thing you see that they're doing karaoke. Yeah. Um, and then still one of the best ones. But and then the post credit scene will set up my guess is that you're gonna see some snippet of Wakanda Forever. Oh now, yeah, that I'm would not, make sense. Maybe. I was I was just gonna say 
uh, that I was trying to figure out what the next thing they would want to lead into would be. But that makes so sense. there's I have a couple of theories. Okay. Number one, they just show a small, small thirty second clip. That's one of the first things. Or because this is a highly anticipated movie, I would not be shocked if they dropped the trailer. Really? When was the last time they've done that, though? Well, they did it with Spider-Man No Way Home. Did they? With Doctor Strange, yes. They did the full trailer? I don't even remember. Doctor Strange. I don't remember that, but yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. So, now, I'm not saying that this is a a pattern or this is what they're going to continue to do. No, but in this... But at the same time, this is one of those movies that... Every, I mean, there have been leaks. They thought this was going to premiere during the NBA Finals. They thought this was going to premiere during, you know, this event or that mm-hmm. event. I wouldn't be shocked. And think about it. Let's say the trailer is only two minutes, not a long trailer. That's true. You know, and it gives you everything. And you have to go to the theater to see it. Yeah, right. So it's not like this is going to go on there and then... 24 hours later, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh-uh. You have to actually go to the theater and see it. Um, True. So that would, those, those are my two things. Either it's going to be a little clip or you're going to see them drop the trailer. What are they going to do about uh, – now, because I'm very behind on MCU, I would say, and you do an entire other podcast about it. But, like, what are they going to do about the Black Panther? Since- so, okay. So anybody – First of all, if you actually want to go back and listen to the MCU as a whole, uh, Ann and I talk about the whole MCU up to phase four. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, one of the great actors of the last generation, Chadwick yeah. Boseman, lost Amazing. his life a couple years ago from uh, cancer. Um, so to answer your question, what are they going to do? Now, yeah. they can do a couple of things. Now, number one, so a couple of years ago at the, uh, at the uh, investors meeting, Kevin Feige had come out and said they were not going to recast um, the Black Panther, which I actually, because it's so hard to live up because everybody who sees this new person is going to say, oh, well, he wasn't as good as Chadwick. Right. So that's impossible to do. What I think they could do. Yeah. Okay. And I have no inside information on this, but what I think they could do is they could have a prequel to where you see the king, okay, a younger okay. king, and they see a young Chadwick or, you know, the Chichala, and he actually raises his son to be the king. And the movie is going to end right around the time when uh, we see him in, in the first time. Okay. That's a thought. That um, honestly makes the most sense if they're not recasting the Black Panther, which is a a freaking shame because there was only one Black Panther movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that was like and one of, was that not one of the highest grossing MCU movies? Over like, a billion dollars. Yeah. So Over a billion. And it, it's actually one of only eight films to ever make over $200 million in its opening weekend. So domestic box office, it grossed. $700 million, $202 million of that was done in its first weekend. Whoa. Yeah. So that, that, that tells you something. And then uh, internet – so it made, ended up making $1.33 billion. That's total. insane. And they only got one. Yeah. And the estimated DV- – now, mind you, physical media has gone down quite a bit since streaming – but they made $100 million just from the DVD and the Blu-ray sales. That's insane. Just from that movie. So really it made almost $1.4 billion. Well, and we've talked about um, briefly in other podcasts how representation is so important. Absolutely. And that the black community only got one. No, no, I know. Absolutely. And black Panther. So- and like that was such an important character to to like everything and yet i feel like it he almost didn't get as as much of a role as i even think they wanted to give him absolutely you know? so, so a couple of these statistics just are mind-blowing all-time domestic box office it's ranked fifth now 
all-time domestic inflation adjusted for box office. It's 17th. This is all-time. That's All-time domestic non-sequel. It's second. Obviously, top of the made $700 million. It, it led 2018. $202 million, as I said. And that's $50,000 per theater. But here's the kicker. It made $111 million in second weekend. So usually when you, I mean, that's staggering. So usually when you want to have a film open, let's say, you know, I don't know, let's say Minions, okay, it makes $107 million. Usually if you can have the, the second week drop between 25 to 30%, you're doing very good. So, you know, and then if this makes $60 million next week, I mean, not that I think it will, but let's just say it makes $60 million. That's a good week. Mm-hmm. So, but that that's amazing. And as I said, only one of eight movies ever to do that. So it just. That's insane that an MCU and, movie. And, was and only, here's yeah. another kicker. Yeah. It got nominated for Best Picture, which it yeah. should have. Yes. And. It won four Oscars. Yeah. So this is this has got to be one of the biggest, most anticipated movies in a, one of the M's in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm excited. I'm excited to eventually do another MCU podcast where we will reference this conversation when it finally comes out. And yeah. and then we can predict numbers then because like yeah. I mean I think it's gonna just it's gonna be crazy I don't think yeah. you know no one's gonna forget that like if anything it's sort of like a well we've been waiting forever for this type yeah. of a situation yeah um, but as far as Thor is concerned this is gonna be I mean this has still got a big cast in it oh okay. yeah Let, let's That's not true. let's not discount Thor in itself I mean yes it is Thor I can't wait to see what they do with the Jane Foster character. But it has Russell Crowe as Zeus. I know. I'm excited about Russell Crowe. You've got the Guardians in this. Wait. And by the way, just like real quick side note. Yeah. I remember being really unsure because I knew nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy. When I saw the first one, I remember just being like blown away because like obviously the soundtrack alone was incredible. But just like what they did with every character. I mean, Bradley Cooper... And it's just like literally like grew like everybody freaking loves grew everybody loves every character every single character is so good it's not just like oh one character's good and everyone else is like okay it's almost like Chris Pratt's character is like maybe not even the most popular at all and it's really and he has such a great character and yet I'm like yeah he's he's okay. But, like, we really love What's-His-Face, like, the huge guy that can't, like, speak very well. And he's, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, just, like, the, like the fact that the Guardians are in it. I mean, Thor, yeah, we love him. But I'm the whole thing is going to be good. I'm excited. I know. Yeah. So, uh, actually, if you want to go back and listen to Flashback Fridays, uh, I, we actually just covered Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. So, literally just covered Guardians of the Galaxy. So, uh, that's – I. Yeah, it's a top seven movie, MCU movie for me, um, just because of the cast and the rating. And the thing is that before Guardians, nobody knew James Gunn. I mean, unless you were a horror. The, the biggest thing that he had done up to that point was Slither. Which, that's very true. Um, so, I mean, something is going to come out that's going to be James Gunn here. So, and if you take, I don't know, have you seen The Suicide Squad, the new one? Y- yes. Oh my god! It was god. definitely better. But than- there was definitely some vibes of that. Yeah, a little bit in that for Guardians. Well, but yeah, so it was just something happening. Th- this oh. is going to be. Yeah. This is going to be huge. He absolutely improved from the last. Uh, my favorite thing, by the way, about the second Suicide Squad. A, I, I would say, of course, it was way better than the first one. I didn't think it was like incredible, but it was a huge improvement. And my favorite thing is that they basically were like, let's just pretend the first one never happened. They like basically started over. Even David Akers came out and said, you know what? It wasn't my best work, you know? And so he did what he could with what he had. And I can appreciate that. Oh yeah. And like he had some, some really good character dynamics 
like uh, the um, of course I'm not going to remember any of the characters' names, but like yeah, but- oh oh uh, uh, the the guy that's like uh, you know like he's like I will I will fight for everybody's like right to live and yeah. I'll kill anyone. The peacemaker. Uh, yeah, peacemaker. Peacemaker. And, so and look at John Zena. Yeah, got his own show now. I know. I mean, and no, he was a big star in any event, but I mean that whole movie spawned a whole Peacemaker series. And I've seen a few episodes Just on that one thing. I need to watch the whole thing, but so, I really love it. Yeah, so Thor, it's it's going to be... So this is going to be the end of Thor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a fact. And so we're going to have Natalie Portman take over the uh, the reins. Is that a fact? Yes. She's taking over? He, he's leaving. He's leaving. Yeah, he's but leaving. I just I figured mean, they were going to close off Thor completely somehow. I don't know. I, 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 I suspect... With some of the dialogue you've heard in the trailer and everything else, I suspect that this is going to be his final movie. Now, I could be totally off because she's the one wielding the hammer now. Right. But I just he don't have any- see Natalie Portman continuing an MCU for some reason. But I could be totally wrong. Well, I mean, here's the thing. She just got jacked for this movie. I mean, oh, yeah. I had to watch the movie a couple times, the, the trailer a couple times, and I went, Oh my God, that's Natalie Portman. Oh yeah, no. you know. So I mean, the fact is, I think, and, and I think that she, I think Marvel actually wanted to correct some of the wrongs. Yeah. So I think if now you're going to put they they heard what the fans said and they said okay we're going to actually I mean they had ha- already had it filmed and everything else but they're going to have this already um, set so I think she's going to be there moving forward but so, this is going to be yeah go ahead interesting. No, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be really well, and I like the the fact that we don't actually know what's going to happen. That we don't know how they're going to leave it. But my other thought is that my question is this: for the people at home, including myself, that didn't see what they did to Natalie Portman, what happened to her character? I just figured she like just they like somehow dropped her like in a weird so, way. Or she dies. Well, she uh, I don't want to say dropped her, but Ooh. they absolutely so. She is now wielding the hammer. We don't know how she got the hammer. Yeah. That, this is, what this happened is, to her character so I in think, Yeah. I'm sure they're, they're going to talk about how, you know, how she actually went to, uh, because Asgard's done. So she's going to go to new Asgard and you have um, the king, King Valkyrie now. And, yes. you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic works too. So, I mean, Thor is probably going to, I honestly don't know. I, I'll I'll tell you when I do the spoiler cast because it's just one of those things where I think that there's a lot of different ways this can go. But like, is is Russell Crowe's character is Zeus a villain? I mean, who's? I mean, we know we know who the villain is, and that's Gore the God Butcher. And I'm Christian Bale looks creepy. I didn't even like. I I purposefully not overwatched the trailer. Oh, neither have I. I've seen it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I haven't no. seen it in a minute. But I mean, like, yeah, like, because I just want to be, like, so fresh to, like, not be looking for anything. I just want to, like, go into it almost as blind as possible. And so I don't even know what Christian Bale's character yeah. looks like because I don't – I wasn't even looking for him. And quite frankly, yeah. when I saw the trailer, I didn't know he was in it. So Yeah. He may be on the short list of the best actors not to have an Oscar. Oh, he does oh, have an Oscar, doesn't he? He does have it. Never mind. Never mind. He, he has, has a fighter. The fighter, yeah. Yeah, has- I was going to say, he, he was going to be on the short list of the ones that don't have an Oscar. No, he is an Oscar. Best Christian, actor. No, Christian Bale, though, is one of the best actors. He's, he's an amazing actor. I put him he up there with even- Daniel Day-Lewis, quite frankly. He just morphs. Well, yeah. Lewis is just, whatever that man touches, he turns to gold. Yeah. Or touched. Turns to us. Whatever he did, whether it was My Left Foot or The Last of the Mohicans. Lincoln, oh my gosh! Just amazing. There will be blood. There will be blood. Unbelievable. And you know, he actually the the, the last the last um, movie he did, the Phantom Thread. He actually oh. got nominated for an Oscar. I actually didn't watch that one. I should. No, a lot of people didn't. I didn't either. But so it's based. He was a designer, and and he had a um, a muse, and he basically fell, and they were going to have a relationship and everything else, and um, he made dresses for her the yeah. whole time. But he got nominated for an Oscar yeah. that year. And that was his last movie. I know. So Good I for think, him for but, calling it, though. Some people just can't not be in movies. And if that's the best thing for him, it's just like, basically, I feel the loss myself. Because I'm just like, oh, everything Daniel well, Day-Lewis I want to watch. He disappears. If he gets the right role, role, if he gets the right role, 
Do you think so? With with the right screenplay. And the right It'll director and the right Absolutely. Everything. It has to be the absolute the stars have to align, but absolutely. It'll be really crazy and it'll never happen. But if we got like Leo and Christian Bale and Daniel D. Lewis in one movie, because like that would be insane. That would be insane. I want it to be a Tarantino movie. I'm just putting that out in the universe. Yeah. No, I mean, it has to be. But see, with him, it's it's his Tarantino, his stuff's so original. Oh, I know. And I mean, you know, I mean, not to say that the other stuff isn't. It's just, it has to be, you know, it has to, I don't know. Yeah. That would be an amazing, amazing get. It, but um, yeah. So this Thor movie, it's going to. It's going to be interesting to see what the um, what the post credit scenes are. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see how well it does. Tomorrow night is going to be a huge indicator. I mean, look, it's yes. going to make $100 million. I might try we to see it tomorrow, that. by the way. I might actually try to do opening night for this one. I haven't done that in a while. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. If you, if you go opening night, then I will we will sit down and, and actually do a spoiler cast. Okay, we'll do it. So, um, because I'm one of the things I'm always curious about going to a Thursday night showing or a Thursday afternoon showing is how many people are in the theater. Yeah. Because that's right? really an indication of not only the hype for the movie, but it's, you know, one of those things where thir- I, I don't like counting Thursday because to me, I'm a traditionalist. It's Friday, Saturday, like, Sunday. If Friday is definitely like the most but, traditional, like that's. That's the yeah, night. I mean, it's date night, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the the thing is that because you you've had movies just absolutely explode. Yeah. And the Thursday night numbers have been great, but it suffers on Friday. So yeah. I think that it it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And it's gonna be I really interesting. Is, so I, I I was actually wrong. It's a it's it's actually two hours. Okay. I said one nineteen earlier. Um, that's about right. But so the thing is, I'm really curious to see too how much this is going to make this weekend. Yeah, like I think it's going to be. Don't forget, you got Top Gun that's still holding strong. I think it's going to be big because Fourth of July just happened, so there's no like, oh, we have to go to the lake and the you know whatever we got the party and the whatever. It's almost like I feel like everybody's kind of like, all right, we're settling into like midsummer. Midsummer, haha. No, but like we're just I think that people will be primed to like just be a little bit more chill and go to a good movie, like to an air conditioned theater, watch their favorite Avenger. And I think that it's gonna be a huge weekend. Yeah, for no, this, this is um I'll be shocked if if Minions makes fifty million bucks. I will. I think that Minions is gonna blow up this weekend even more. Oh, it's going to, I have no doubt. Yeah. But I think that 107. I don't think anybody thought it was going to make 107 million. I really don't. So with Thor coming out, this is going to make 100. I think Minions is probably going to make 50, and everything right. else is just going to go by the wayside. Now and then, okay. yeah. So and then, of course, Maverick's just going to keep. People are just going to keep watching it. Apparently, yeah. Like, I mean, I think that. you know, I think Maverick will probably make probably 13 million. Somewhere in the neighborhood of ten to thirteen million, um, you know. So I mean, all these other movies are going to make under ten million dollars. So that, but this, you don't think though that Love and Thunder is going to maybe like do better than you think? Huh. No, no. This is probably so. You got to understand something. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness made one eighty-seven. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that was a mediocre movie. Yeah, at best, I liked it. I did a whole. By the way, if you want to go back and listen to the Doctor Strange spoiler cast, nobody I did. was expecting but anything with that movie. That, that there were so many f- things wrong with that movie, but it was okay. By the way, that was a very misleading title. If you really go back and think about it, regardless, I didn't see it. <laughs> it was no. Go watch it on Disney Plus. Oh, okay, yeah. Go watch <laughs> it on Disney Plus, and you'll see why I said that. But nonetheless, that made $187 million. Now, there were a couple of factors there. Number one, it was the first blockbuster of the season. Number two is Marvel. Yep. Number three, you're coming off the huge um, 
take of Spider-Man No Way Home. And number four, people wanted to get back to the theater. So there were a lot of factors there. Yeah. That being said, Thor is going to make – it's going to make over 100. I just – but there's no backline. There's no story going into it. It's almost like a separate episode. You're right, actually. It's almost like a special episode. Like a special – I agree with you, actually. It kind of has nothing to do with anything right now. But – it's what everybody really, really wants. So that's why I'm wondering if it's going to surprise us, if it does as well as I think it's going to do. And also, I really love that the other Hemsworth is in this, the older Hemsworth brother. Oh, he is. I didn't yeah. know that. Well, and Please. he played Thor in the in Loki's play. Okay. That he Remember that he made in Ragnarok? He played. Okay, yeah. And then, of course, Matt Damon played somebody uh oh uh loki didn't matt damon play loki himself or something i don't know anyways that was like one of the best like surprise scenes ever like just i hope matt damon somehow and from what i understand i don't know who they are or what they are there are supposed to be a couple cameos and maybe the cameos we love love cameos but uh, you know and that's a whole other i can't imagine the cameos are uh guardians but the thing is that and this and this brings up a whole other question for another time, but would Marvel, and we talked about this before, would Marvel ever start going down the road of we're going to get people in the seats because of cameos and not actual stories? We have talked about that. We've and talked I about cameos. I hope not either, but I think that the way that especially Taika Waititi seems to be doing cameos is a very different thing than we're going to bring back all the Peter Parkers for the whole movie. Like, no, he does like a, Oh my God, was that Matt Damon for like one minute of film? In which case I love that more because it's sort of like this guy, this director and this, these writers are so good that Matt Damon's like, Oh, I'll do that. That's hilarious. Like people that are like big deals would totally step in and just do a random like nothing role cameo to be in this movie. And I love that. To me, that's so, more of the director than it does about anything else. Tom Cruise was actually supposed to. Oh. No, he now he, he was supposed to be in one of the Iron Man movies many years ago, but he never did. I'm so sorry about went, that. But could you imagine that? Well, <laughs> I, I always bring it back to Tropic Thunder when everyone was like, I didn't even realize that was like Tom Cruise. He can yeah. do comedy. He can do yeah. it. And I was like, yeah. okay, so yeah. what do we have coming up? So coming up this week, well, we have this and then coming up next week. Um, so actually, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We have the Ooh. roundup coming up next week on um, this week. I'm, don't know what we're going to do next it's week. It's going to be a surprise, everybody. Yeah. In fact, so, David will cook something up. Um, and good, but maybe that, maybe, we'll, maybe I get to choose what we talk about yeah, next week. That'd absolutely. Be definitely. Um, so then, but uh, coming up for the uh, Flashback Friday, we have uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. And then the week after that, we have got Ant-Man, which is eh, okay. But then after that, we've got six movies that are just amazing so that's going to be a fun six week stretch um the third week in july don't forget we as i made mention we do have a jordan peele podcast coming yes, up yes 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 so yes. and for all those people he actually did do the uh rebooted the twilight zone for a small period of time um and then um at the end of the month we have, are going to be doing a brad pitt uh podcast Ooh. and because this could be and he's even hinted at possibly retiring <gasps> i don't like that so he's I mean, another he's actor done. that i love that can do comedy so well well like oh, without yeah. trying I mean, oceans 11 was a perfect example of that yeah he literally it was his idea to be like eating all the time he's like what so, if this guy just is constantly eating yeah so i mean and he's done some of the most iconic iconic movies from seven to Ocean's yes. Eleven. To uh, just, oh, I mean, uh, Fight Club. Babble. Which one? Fight Club. Oh, yeah, Fight Club. And he got his start with Thelma and Louise. Yeah, of course. That was actually up for Best Picture in 1991. 
Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, of course, he won an Oscar for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, I mean, he's done it all. I think he would make a very interesting director. I Actually, really I would really love to see that. Has he not directed at all? No, I he hasn't he... directed at all. I I'd be curious to see what kind of aesthetic he had. Oh, because it would be he's worked so with good. so many different directors and so many interesting people. Oh, he was in The Big Short. Yeah. Did you say that? Sorry. You that said was, that. yeah. No, 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 no. No. And I didn't, but you're right. And that was. And Once I, Upon a Time in Hollywood. And yeah, yeah which he no, won his like, Oscar for. I loved Adam McKay. And, you know, I, he, yeah. everything he does is, is gold, too. So, all, all right. right. Um, we have that. And um, so I should say, starting in August, um, we are going to be doing Mob Mondays. This is where yes. actually um, Brad is going to sit down for the first uh, podcast, and we're going to do The Departed. Um, one of the I love outstanding the movies in 2006. I got to sit down and watch that. And there was we're a bunch do, of really good movies that year, too. Yeah, so we're going to do Black Mass, Scarface. I'm not going to do The Godfather until much later. If you want to go back to one of the first podcasts we did, or uh, it's called The Godfather Turns 50. Oh, yeah. All about The Godfather and how all of that. Um, have you yeah, seen? Yeah, so want to do. Uh, have you seen that there's like a show about the making of The Godfather called The Offer? Yes. Yeah, yes, I need to I watch have, it. I have not seen it, but I, I want to watch mean, it. I've not watched it, but I have seen it. We got to watch um, it. Yeah, that's sure. going to be interesting. That would be an interesting watch. And then, uh, you know, Scarface and all of these, I mean, just Scorsese and himself, Goodfellas, Casino. We're going to do all of those. That is going to be a paywall. That is going to be $6.99 a month. If you do subscribe to that, you'll get a shout out for every single podcast, including. Whoa, that's crazy. And um, I think, would you even go so far, maybe to even do a haiku for them? Yeah, I would. I would do it. I would try to make it mob related, though. So, yeah. Okay. So you're getting two outstanding things. Okay. All right, man. On that front. Everybody needs to follow, obviously, because I think that that's the best thing. I almost forgot. We don't even know. Yeah. So what she said. Yeah. Um, you can find me on um, Twitter at Wannabe Rounder, uh, LinkedIn, or Instagram at D Caduto. And she is at where? At Elisa Ivers, E L I S A I V E R S, on Instagram and TikTok. Outstanding. And if I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but if you do want to go support us in another way, head on over to patreon.com. Search Real Talks. We have four affordable levels for you guys to uh, check out and be much appreciated. Yeah, I so, think everyone needs to support the arts and uh, yeah. and give us a follow if nothing else. Absolutely. All right. On that note, I'm David Steele. And, and I'm she is. <laughs> Why do you have to pause? <laughs> I was waiting for you. Okay. You pause. Real we'll talk. try it one more time. Go ahead. All right. I'm David Steele, <laughs> and I'm and she is Elisa Ivers. See, I was there. You go for that. All and right, this has been real talk. This has been real talks. <laughs> <laughs>